Hey, what's Lefty? going on? Hey, Lefty. Hey, Lefty, what you say? What's up, Irish fans? Welcome into the slant for the Lucky Lefty podcast. I am Sean Davis. You see right there at SD2 Mics. Of course, the original Lucky Lefty. That guy. Other way. Oh, other way. Uh, either way it goes, we spin it different. You know? <laughs> we spin it different. That is Malik Zaire at Overtime. Malik. So each week on the slant, we discuss Ryan Kelly. You know, put a nice little bowl on the previous game. Look forward to the upcoming game just a little bit because we still have our preview coming up. Yep. But we want to talk about some of the things Brian Kelly mentioned in his press conference on Monday. The funniest thing I heard from Brian Kelly, which I thought was like, you know, we used to, I used to produce, you know, I produce radio. Mm -hmm. So we used to produce this segment called Petty Junction. Right? I like how it sounds already. We, we, you know, we would take little bites that people said over the week and, you know, put them on the petty train. Like, you know what? I have to put Brian Kelly on the petty train this week. <laughs> you got to put him on there. He called Desmond Ritter a sneaky, accurate passer. I said, that's so, that's, that's so sneaky. That's yeah, passing. That's sneaky comedy. Like, you, know, sneaky you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, if you think he's accurate, just say he's accurate. Just call him accurate. Just call like, him what, accurate. what is sneaky accurate? Like, he's really not sneaky. accurate, but every now and then, he'll, he'll sneak, sneak up, up on you. you and go 10 for 10. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, throw Brian Kelly on the petty train. But, of course, as always, any coach, very complimentary of the number eight Cincinnati Bearcats as they get ready to come into South Bend on Saturday to face the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Brian Kelly seems to be, and each week, very confident because he seems to start, he's seeming to get an understanding of what he has. And he's talked about that a couple of times in press conferences. The two seasons before, he knew the team he had. He knew that they were going to depend on the running game. He had a very experienced offensive line, solid defense, and then they had Ian Book, who was a very good signal caller leading the way. A lot of variables, a lot of unknowns coming to the season. Really didn't know what he had. New defensive coordinator installing a new system. But he seems to be very happy, especially with the defensive side of the ball, but at the same time, he seems to be very happy with the progress that's being made by the offensive unit and the offensive line. And like you said, you know, Irish fans, you've been used to having great offensive lines. Now, welcome to your average offensive line in college football. <laughs> yeah. This is this is what it is. Yeah. You know, and I think, honestly, if you go back and you look at the tape of the Cincinnati-Indiana game, I'm sure Bearcats fans are saying, yo, our O-line didn't play well in the game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, honestly, that's the the good thing about teams coached by Brian Kelly is that you're going to get better week to week, even if it's incrementally. So we didn't take a giant step forward after the Purdue game, but we did get a little bit closer and, and more prepared for the Wisconsin game. And then big matchup against Wisconsin – we yeah. played well and we won that game, and it's, it just seems like we're we're starting to catch ahead of steam. You know, to be one of the 
what, last 20 or so teams that's still unbeaten in college football. That's something that's right on pace for us, which we what we wanted to expect. But now it's just coming down to how can we take that next level and really define ourselves into being what are the real threats each and every week. We've been doing a good job of mixing it up. Yeah. But this is another good opportunity against a ranked team, especially a team that's that's really hot right now, to establish how we can show where we are on the on the scale. You know, there's Alabama and then there's everybody else. We can at least be the midway point between everybody else and then and that next team. So Cincinnati got a great matchup. <laughs> I like the attitude that teams like Cincinnati has. You know, I'm from Dayton, so I'm excited to see a hometown team at least put up a fight, but they think they're going to win, which is good. I like the confidence, but it's another opportunity for us to get some good points if we want to look towards the end of the season and win the end of getting the playoffs. We talked. We're going to talk about some trash talk coming from the Cincinnati side in a little bit, but you just pointed out a very good team, and I don't want to say a very good non-power five team, you know, because I just view that as being disrespectful. These guys are good enough to own Division One scholarships and develop great coaching. As you said, Mike Denbrock is over there, the OC, and they have talent. Like Sugar is one of the great, the best defensive backs in all the college football. Will be a challenge for Kevin Austin, Desmond Ritter, the quarterback. Despite what Brian Kelly said, he can beat you through the air. He can beat you with his legs. And then Jerome Ford is a problem on the ground if you allow him to get loose. And even more than that, see, let me take you back to, you know, you like the Avengers? Yeah, I like the Avengers. Talk to like me. The Avengers. So <laughs> do you remember Endgame yeah. when they were trying to go back in time and get the Infinity Stones? Okay. Bring everybody back. Mm-hmm. And they go to the temple in New York. And it predates Dr. Strange taking over. And his master was there. And uh, the Hulk was trying to get the Infinity Stones. And she explained to him, like, yo, if you throw a pebble into this stream, it gives an alter- alternative outcome, an alternative stream. And you look at that game against Indiana, that special teams for them was that pebble being thrown into the stream because the flow yeah. of that game. Indiana had control of that game. They did. Indiana should have been up 21 to nothing. Should have. Right? They threw a they threw an interception in the end zone. <laughs> interception in his, yeah, and like, they uh, still were up 14 to nothing after that. Like they, they thoroughly they outplayed it right there. Yeah. Thoroughly outplayed Cincinnati. So the flow of the game was all in the favor of the Indiana Hoosiers. And then here comes. Pump, big punt return, big kickoff return for Cincinnati. The pebble enters the stream. Here comes an alternative outcome. All of a yeah. sudden, Cincinnati's back in the game, and they take control late. So, And we saw that as Irish fans on Saturday because the flow of that game was close fourth quarter game. Whoever has the ball last has a chance to win the game. That's right. Enter Chris Tyree. Into Chris Tyree. And he, totally changed the flow. he totally changed the flow. He threw a pebble into the flow of that game, and it gave an alternate route, and no one expected a blowout. No, no. one expected a blowout. 
at the beginning of the fourth quarter. But that special teams play created that. And that's, that's that's created. So those are the things that we have to look out for. Not so much. Yes, Cincinnati's a good team. Let's be real. The same thing we said about Wisconsin. Yeah. Notre Dame is the better team. Yeah, we're the better player team. Player by player. Notre Dame's the better team player by player. By far. I understand they had Desmond Ritter. I understand they had Jerome Ford. I understand they had Sugar. I understand they had some other good teams. Still, still. Notre Dame is like, the better team player <laughs> by player. Player by player. All right. And the only thing that can stop the flow of how this game should go is special teams. Special teams. Yeah. And turnovers. We gonna we gonna have a turnover too. Well, both teams. Notre Dame is actually plus five, no plus six, mm. in turnovers. Cincinnati is plus three. Cincinnati's turned the ball over a lot. They didn't play last week, and they had six turnovers. Now they gonna go watch that film and look at where number fourteen is all game, but he's still gonna be an impact. Cause Cincinnati's not afraid to throw it downfield. However, right. right. Maybe they change it up with number 14 back there. Denbrock knows who's back there, so we'll see what happens. Well, then it depends on what Marcus Freeman wants to do. See, this is – you dictate, right? As we yeah. tell people all the time, you, you want to dictate to the other team. And when you have a piece like Michael Mayer, you can dictate. Yeah. When you have a piece like Kyle Hamilton, you can dictate. So what did they dictate to Wisconsin? You're not throwing to your tight end. Straight up. We're taking him away. Because you know you want to hit him over the middle of the field. Ground Mertz, you can't complete passes outside the hash. It's been proven. Look, my mom told me I can't talk about Graham Mertz on the internet, so I got to leave oh. him alone. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he clearly showed that. Well, uh, wait a minute. What did you say so bad? I guess I just, you know, I guess I just, the fact that I felt like Graham Mertz was going to tank his team out of the top 25 after the game yes. because he was throwing those pick sixes. Yeah. And then I said that, and then he threw another one. So I said, instead of 50, it'd be bottom 100. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it's just real talk, man. As we, as we look forward to this game, it, Irish fans really have to be, I don't want to say thankful, but you really have to be at ease with where this program is. Like, understand, understand what's happening. All of the questions, all of the vitriol, all of the complaints. This team can win 10 to 11 games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without question. Like, no one can sit here and tell you there's no chance Notre Dame wins 10 to 11 games. Yeah, well, like, you can see it. You look at the schedule, what's left after Cincinnati, and you say to yourself, even if they slip up against Cincinnati, yep, they win 10 11 games. Yeah, we can still right? win 10 11 games. I'll take it a step further. I'll go out, this, uh, out there on this limb by myself. If Notre Dame had the offensive line from last year, they get through this schedule with ease. I, they blow everybody on this schedule out. If they had last year's offensive line, which means Kyron's running the ball like crazy, and Jack yeah. Cole is getting time with these weapons on the outside, none of these games are close. Florida State's not close. Florida State's not close. Toledo's not close. 
Wisconsin, Ooh. Wisconsin, we should have had a bigger lead at halftime than we did. Than yeah. yeah, we did, yeah. Cincinnati might be close because they're a good team. But you never know. You know, maybe Cincinnati Look, has a bad game. I don't know. Well, I think there's a lot more pressure on them than it is for us, only because Desmond already does set the precedent, yeah. making it harder when you're coming in here. So I know Notre Dame fans are going to read that and, and try to bring some extra energy. Yeah. But from a from a standpoint, I think Cincinnati has more to lose than we would. Oh, you know, this, is doing this, this is a program-defining game. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Program defining. Pro like this is the game. If they this if they come into South Bend and they get smacked, all respect is gone. They can't recover. All respect from that. is lost. Yeah, all respect, all respect is, is lost. Everybody's going to say back to top 15. Yes. Yes. The respect you got from the close game in the Peach Bowl against Georgia that propelled you to be in this this position down the drains. Down the drain. Now your head coach is thinking, man, what else is left for me to do here? That's real talk. Straight up. Luke Fickle was like, man, is this the peak? Coach Kelly did it at Cincinnati. He got all the way to Florida and said, I'm out. Yeah. You know, so this is this is career defining for Luke Fickle. This is program defining for the Cincinnati Bearcats. That's a lot of pressure. Notre Dame is just running the field like, yo. It's a home yeah, game. It's home. Yeah, it's another home game. Another game another we don't home lose game. at home. So that's right. We don't Cincinnati will be fired up. They'll be super fired up coming out the gate. Let me tell you a game it reminds me of. And it's it's really not similar. It's kind of apples and oranges, but the the effect of it, the feel it had. I remember when North Carolina State was supposed to be trying to get to the next level in the ACC, trying to compete with Clemson, right? And they had Bradley Chubb, and they had all of these great players, right? And they were coming into South Bend. They were dangerous, this and that. And Notre Dame lined up and just ran the ball down. Like, player for player, Notre Dame knew they would, uh, dude, we're going to punch you in the mouth. Yeah, just going to run it. Who's gonna run it? We know the game might be close. North Carolina State. How did they change the flow? They got a block punt early in the game for a touchdown. Changed the flow of the game, made the game more competitive. Cincinnati has to do the same thing. Cincinnati has to get something special teams. Something changed the flow. Yeah, trick play, whatever it is, they have to do something. And, you know, people jokingly always say when you walk into Notre Dame Stadium, you have to be at least 10 points better than Notre Dame on that day because of the refs. That, that's that's home field advantage everywhere. Usually, refs be giving the other team all types of opportunities. <laughs> uh, I think so. I think, think so. Man, but no, 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 it, it has a very similar vibe to that North Carolina State team where you have a program coming in trying to prove that they've reached a certain level. And Notre Dame is the litmus litmus test for that program. No, and Notre Dame for Notre Dame is just that's the good mm-hmm. thing about that's the good thing about being at Notre Dame. This attention and these games are all the time when you're at Notre Dame. 
Yeah, we just played on Sunday, the first college football game week. Yes. Sunday night. Nobody else Sunday played. Night. Nobody else played. This then you come to Chicago. Biggest matchup yeah, of the NFL stadium. Yeah, like what are they doing? Like a week four. Like this is all the time for Notre Dame. All this atmosphere is nothing. Nothing. That's what you're used to. Cincinnati going on the road in Indiana. No. It's going to be nah. some different. Nah, nah, man. It's going on the road in the AAC. Yeah, going on the road in the AAC. Nah, this this is this is a little bit different. You got to come a little bit more north. Yeah, it's a little bit different. And, you know, we got all the, the mysticals and traditions. You got to come up there and see us. Like, see, and once again, I'll continue to say this. You know, I know everything changes. The game is a little bit more peaceful. <laughs> but this this is a game that I wish both teams were in the tunnel. You see, I, I need both teams in the tunnel. No, I need both coaching staffs in the tunnel. Yes. So all the coaches. Yes. Josh Kelly with Jim Brock. Yes. To face. Marcus Freeman with it. Bump into a safety is old. Safety is something face-to-face. Dude, do you, know, do you know how amped I used to be? <laughs> Seeing one team at the front of the tunnel and the other team in the back of the tunnel talking crazy, like yo, that's right, that's right. let's get we it. Do that. We used to do that. We used to have to walk down the same way, and when we would walk, we'd have Michigan State on the other side barking and talking crazy and all this stuff going down. It was all Michigan teams did that, and right. it just it just made it much better when we ran out because you ran out with some intensity, you know. Now. You know, we create this little sliver of a hallway for them to the left of the that's tunnel. Intimidating, no, you know that's a little intimidating. Give them, give them a small entryway. Let you know you by yourself walking in. Man, that's a real small. That's a very small entryway, bro. It's like a door for the ushers. You would think all Man, the right. <laughs> Especially if you got to do six five, three hundred thirty pounds. That's squeaking out the door, squeezing out a little door. <laughs> that's tough sledding. So, once again, you move forward. This is definitely uh, career-defining for Luke Fickle and program-defining for Cincinnati. With all of that being said, for you, what's the biggest thing you want to see from Notre Dame, improvement-wise, from Wisconsin to Cincinnati? Well, this week we're going to get some a, a must better quarterback, a potentially drafted type of quarterback. So I want to see what we look like with a guy that's expected to do well. You know, I don't think anybody's expecting Desmond to to flop this game. So this will be our toughest quarterback of the season so far. And defensively, I know Marcus Freeman knows a lot about Desmond. So let's see if we can do what we expect. You know, I want to be able to Going to a big game, even though it's is this a top ten game? Are they top ten? Yeah, they're both top ten. Yeah, so a top ten game. Let's see if we can do a good job with the quarterback. Usually, in, in top games, the better quarterback usually wins for the team. Yeah, yeah. I think we have a better team, but they may have a, a advantage slightly in the quarterback position. So we know he already is feeling himself. I think this would be good to respond by by shutting that down. You know, if we take away their quarterback, I think defensively they'll have a hard time just keeping up with this all game. So 
offensively for us, we just got to do what we do. But defensively, is is that's where I want to see the game really take place. Now, you know what? The amazing thing about this, I thought about this because expansion is on the way for the college football playoff. And in a season with the expansion, this game might not be or might not take on the magnitude, right? Because you expand to six or eight teams, Cincinnati could win, could lose one and still feel confident yeah. that they'll be in. That they'll be all right. And it's not do a job. Yeah. It's been so bastardized that you have to be undefeated to even get a chance. And that's how we felt. When I was there, it was like if we lose one game, like for instance, when we played Georgia that year, we all knew that if we lost that Georgia game, we wasn't going to the playoffs. And that's week five. And that's week five. So we know that Notre Dame games, because we're independent specifically, that if we don't win, especially those marquee games, only one or two that's like top five, top ten matchup, yeah. then the season's over. <laughs> that's what's been the problem. We will win ten games after that. And it wouldn't matter. We'll be right. right on the cusp every time. So right. now with a bigger expansion, now we get to see maybe potentially what it will look like in a better suit. Yeah, and it's better not only for Notre Dame, but for non-Power 5 teams. Like you said, like it still will be a big game for Cincinnati because it is Notre Dame. But, you know, their resume will still be comparable with other teams. And they will still probably be a top 15, possibly get back in the top 10 if they lose this game and then run the table. And win the championship game, they can still get into the college football playoffs. My question is, it's a big game, but it would be even bigger if this was, say, the 3-6 matchup in an 18 playoff. Yeah. Now you're talking but that's what kills me about this as well is that it goes back to Alabama and everybody else. Cincinnati, if they made the playoffs, let's say right now, they made the playoffs, there was a six seed. We know that even if they played Alabama first or second round, that <laughs> Alabama's crushing them because they're a way better team. So yeah. why have a six-team playoffs when Alabama's clearly better than three of the teams that we included extra, without a doubt? It we'll see the more exciting games for the future. That's why I like the six better than the eight. Because this is not, we know, man, this is not college baseball. This is not college basketball. Yeah, yeah, it's but not. We've seen, it's, plenty, it's, we've seen plenty of eight, plenty of eight seeds be the one seed in college basketball and college baseball. That eight seed is not beating the number one seed. <laughs> yeah. like, it's, it's 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 not happening, man. It's not it's just easier. Not happening. It's it's easier for like a you know one of them like a Texas State to upset like a bigger team than it is for like an eight to be the one. If that right. makes sense. Yeah, it's like who would be the eight this year? Let's say the eight would be this particular year. Cincinnati's ranked eight, so let's just say Bama and Cincinnati play in the first look. It's not happening. It's not. That's I like, just don't see I like it. The 16, I like the 16 because you can give the one and two seed buys. Yeah. The three the three can play the six. And that's a good be, game. That could be that's a more a competitive game. game. And the four can play the five. And then the winner of those two games go and face the one and two seed. With that 18 playoff, 
it gets real shaky. But that's what makes it so crazy, too, is that you let those teams get beat up. You save up on Alabama and, and whoever else is number two's energy. Now you're going into a slaughter game next week. Right. Right. <laughs> right. It's just, man, so somebody got to recruit. It all comes down to recruiting better. You know, we just got to out yep. recruit Alabama, and that's just a tough job. That's the, all right. the offseason is the real season. Let's get to uh, – let's close this out. You know, but love the slant, man. We're really talking about um, the power five look, the non-power five look, and how it plays into this game. Desmond Ritter, we know Mike Denbrock, formerly on the Notre Dame coaching staff. He's the offensive coordinator over at Cincinnati. Great friends with Brian Kelly. Uh, you know him, uh, Malik. Great guy. <laughs> He was your offensive coordinator. And uh, look, man, he tried to forewarn his quarterback, Desmond Ritter, about how loud it was going to get in Notre Dame Stadium on Saturday. And uh, Desmond Ritter's uh, response to his offensive coordinator, that's cool. I don't have to worry about that. It won't be loud for long. Right. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Irish fans, everybody that's going to the game, there you go. There's your challenge. Extra extra, uh, motivation, there you go. There's your challenge. Be loud. That's it. We don't have to share a stadium with Wisconsin fans like we did last week. It doesn't have to be 50-50. It's all us. Make a difference in the game. Yeah. Make a difference. He feels a certain way. Well, okay, that's cool. My whole thing is you still got to play. I don't have a problem with it. But after the game, I'm going to hear the same type of energy result in the outcome. You know, if you're going to be a player that's talking stuff, that's fine. But you got to also talk all the time. So we want to see what that talking is like after the game. But Coach Jim Brock is right in a way. You know, it gets loud. You don't think it will be. You know, obviously playing there, you don't. It's not as loud as maybe a Florida State. It's just a different type of loud, you know, where it's loud enough to where you can't really think straight. You know, it may not be loud that you maybe can hear, but it's a lot going on, a lot happening, and you're trying to think right on third down and just the commotion and emotion of the game will make it a little tough. So I'm excited to see somebody that's confident going in. And this is why I say the defense is going to be challenged. You know, this is our best quarterback we're facing so far. We'll play, we'll face another guy that's a draftable guy the next game. So let's see how we do with these top quarterbacks. You know, I, I, yo, Brian Kelly, I think his record is now. This is amazing. During his tenure, we talked about Notre Dame facing four to five next opponents will have bye weeks. Wasn't a problem against Wisconsin. Brian Kelly is something like 13 and two when teams have a bye week facing them, yeah. facing Notre Dame. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. that's crazy. And yeah. to, honestly, that goes to like, yo, we put, this is, we, we're worried about us. If we do yeah, what we're supposed it. to do, you come in play We just see you as another team because every week is a big week for us. Right. You come in to play us, as in you coming to 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 Daddy's house. 
you know, you didn't stay with your mom long enough, you got to come to dad's house. It's a different environment. <laughs> so, once again, that is The Slant. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we put Brian Kelly on the petty train. Because he's Absolutely. all petty. He's driving oh, the petty train right now. Man, he's driving the petty train. We talked Yeah, a he could be petty, time. too. One more game to New Rockney. Right. He's undefeated still this season. He wanted to execute the offense first week. Now he's like, you know, we go in there and do what we got to do, man. We right. Get <laughs> you know, we talked about alternative outcomes and the flow of the game, and we expect nothing less. Uh, we talked about this being a defining game for the career, coaching career, Luke Fickle, and a program-defining game for Cincinnati because if they – if they lose, they're a two-point favorite, two-and-a-half-point favorite. If they lose double digits or somehow yeah, this game turns into the same type of game it turned into last week in Soldier Field, I I don't know if the program recovers from a respect standpoint, from a respect standpoint. We talked about that, and then we talked about Desmond Ritter trash talking. So it, all the components are there. All the components are there. We're just waiting for the teams. You know, but we like I said, you gotta pull up the South Bend, pull up the yeah. South Bend, stop bought yeah. and talking, come get Yo, us. Who was, here. who was the best trash talking team in the tunnel as an opponent when you were there? I gotta say, Michigan, Michigan was more funny. They would talk, they would talk. That's when Jabril Peppers was there. He, he looked like trash. Yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna run his lips, but it was cool because. You know, we went and played them at the big house where it was like the most fans at that time right. at the game, and that was live. And they was talking because you know their title was right there. You know, you see, right, them. right. So they talked stuff then. They talked stuff at the at the game. So it was cool. They had the they're the biggest front runners in college football is Michigan, and then Michigan State's the second biggest. So I don't know what's up there close to Detroit. There's a bunch of front runners up there. I think Jabril's what from PA. Yeah, he's from New Jersey. He's from New Jersey. New Jersey, yeah. He's, I knew he's from that area. Michigan and Michigan State. I he's, think back in the day, back in the day, it, prob it probably Miami. The two games when Miami came in in the tunnel, those are probably those are legendary. Yeah, they just had they just had so much to say. You know, they had so yeah. much to say. So much they was waiting on. Well, once again, that's the slant. As always, follow us at Lucky Lefty Pod Instagram and Twitter. We spin it different. Uh, the original Lucky Lefty, that dude right there. And go follow the YouTube channel. It's Lucky oh, Lefty Podcast. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Yeah. All of our great content. Subscribe. Hit the like button. Share the link on yeah. your Instagram, on your social media. Let people know. We I'm sharing everything. Yeah. All right. For my guy, we'll have a. Uh, in a little bit, we'll be going into our full preview of this game, offense versus defense, vice versa for both teams, and get the three keys to a dub from Malik. We are the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Until next time, we bid you peace.